a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. the cars of your children and to the hearing of your children this morning. You deserve all the glory. You deserve all our praises. Be thy exalted Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. This is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in the mighty name of Jesus. We appreciate you. We honor you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praises. There is no one like you. Holy Spirit of God, I declare that this is the day of blessing. This is the day of favor. This is the day of open heavens. This is the day of open doors. You are frustrating every works of darkness and you are shining your light upon our path to remove darkness from our path. Holy Spirit of God, I commit your children into your hands this morning. I pray that you pour out your spirit, you pour out your grace upon each and every one of us. That Lord, even as we come to your presence, as we come to a place of prayer, heaven will remain opened over our life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Begin to declare this morning. Say, O Lord, I connect myself to the altar of favor, to the altar of grace. I connect myself to the altar of favor, to the altar of grace. In the name of Jesus, by your power, I dismantle every arrow of infirmities, any demonic arrow that has been fired into my life, I render them null and void in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, O Lord, my Father, pour out your grace upon me, pour out your favor upon me today. That even as I step out to look for my daily bread, the favor will partner with me. And because of the partnership of your favor, I will get beyond what I desire. I will receive beyond what I desire. The doors I knock will be opened unto me. In the name of Jesus declare this morning say Lord every hidden adversary sitting at the table of my opportunity let them be exposed let them be disgraced in the name of Jesus let them be exposed and be disgraced in the mighty name of Jesus Christ problems that are designed to control my life I command them to disappear by the power in the name of Jesus. Problem designed to control my life, I command them to disappear in the mighty name of Jesus. When my enemies call upon my name, my star will not appear in the coven. My soul will not respond to their coven call 
the Lord will arise and confuse every confusion assigned against me. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command my breakthroughs in the room or in the custody of the enemy to come out by fire. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I jump over every trap set along my path. On this day, in the name of Jesus, say, Lord, arise, anoint my legs into movement that will change my story. In the name of Jesus Christ. You, year 2022, hear the word of the Lord. You shall not swallow my blessing. You shall not swallow my favor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I unleash the angels of God to visit my home. Pull down every wall that God has not built. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let good doors begin to open for me right now. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Heavenly Father, once again I I bring the soul of everyone under the submission of the powerful word of God and I pray that this word that is coming out we edify, we encourage through it Holy Spirit you will renew our strength and you open our eyes to understand the manifold will and grace of the almighty God in the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Beloved, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you are listening to this devotionals. Today, we are going to be observing a very wonderful character in the Bible for the past three weeks. We have been looking through the Bible to see which lesson we can pick from some of the major Bible characters and the minor characters. We have looked into the life of the characters that messed up. We have looked into the life of those characters who experienced the intervention of God. We have also looked at the life of some of the characters who were stubborn enough to disobey God and we saw the repercussion of their disobedience. This week we have been looking at the characters who actually went through some tough times and we've seen how some of them got the intervention of God. We've seen how some of them were overwhelmed by their afflictions. We've seen the loyalty of these people to God, the loyalty of people to their nation. Today we are looking at the life of a woman. You see, women has always been the most marginalized people right from the creation because a voice is not given to them. 
we've seen wonderful women that rose above that rank above that limitation limitation that is not set by God well that was set by men due to the misinterpretation of God's intention for women we've seen women rose to power even in the Old Testament we've seen women doing exploit for God even in the Old Testament today we are looking at the life of a woman who was mocked several times for not being able to manifest the natural manifestation of a woman and as I'm sharing this testimony of this woman today I pray that the Holy Spirit will use this testimony to grant access to many of our women who are trusting God for the fruit of the womb we're trusting God for fruitfulness in their marriages and God will use this story to grant access to everyone that is beholding the face of God for fruitfulness in their endeavors we all need to be fruitful the Bible says be fruitful and multiply it is the will of God for us to be fruitful not only in childbearing but even in our businesses in our career in our ministry fruitfulness is a must a man who is not fruitful in his endeavor tends to poverty when a man of God is also fruitful in his ministry he brings glory and honor to God Hannah is a famous character in the Bible which I believe many of us we have read about her Anna was a woman who feared the Lord feared God and she was the first wife of her husband Elkanah I want to believe that the reason why Elkanah married Penina the second wife was to raise an heir for himself because it has come to his notice his conclusion that his lovely wife the wife of his youth is not able to give him the kind of fruitfulness that he desired this has happened during our days too we see a man gotten married to his secondary school lover the love was so deep they loved themselves deeply but due to a lot of things that we cannot explain this love of his life is not able to give him the fruit of the womb and he was under pressure from his family from his friends and he had no other option than to marry another woman after marrying another woman the first year of his marriage to the other woman the woman got pregnant my message is going directly to all women 
that are trusting God, to all men who are trusting God for fruitfulness in any area of their life, not limited to childbearing. But if you are listening to me, you are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. I want you to know that after reading this story this morning, God is going to open your womb and it's going to answer your prayers. It's going to cause the shame that the enemy has been pouring on you to disappear suddenly in the name of Jesus. Every year, when they go to Shiloh, in those days, Shiloh is the only event that brings the lover of God together from all over the world. So they go to Shiloh to sacrifice and give thanks to God, do burnt offering. Every time they go to Shiloh, Perina goes with her children and she usually mock Anna. Let's go to the book of 1 Samuel. The book of 1 Samuel chapter 1. We are reading from verse 1. There was a certain man from Ramatain, a Zuvite from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Suf, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. One was called Anna and the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had none. You know how painful it is to see your rivals progressing. How painful it is to see people you brought into the game making it more than you. It's usually very painful. I'm sure, just as we've seen in many Nigerian homes, in many African homes, in many African homes, precisely, you see that the first wife, after she's not able to give her husband any child, she's usually the one who will be pressuring the husband to marry another wife. Some even go ahead and bring their friends best friends into their marriage thinking oh because this person is my best friend the person is not going to hurt me the person is not going to harm me the person is going to actually take care of my husband and we are still going to continue to be friends some brought their younger sister into their home some even went ahead to the level of getting their younger sister to be their surrogate whereby they, they take the egg the, the sperm from the man and mix it with the egg of the woman and put the product in the womb of the younger sister and the younger sister is brought to their home and within the space of three months the younger sister had changed used juju to collect the husband of her elder sister it's happening this is actually some of the things that delays can bring to one if one is not patient see delays in the promises of god what i want you to know is that it is not denial it is just that 
many of the people experience delays in their life whether delay in marriage delay in childbearing delay in employment delay in the fulfillment of god's promises for any particular area of their life is because god wanted to give them a special child wanted to give them a special opportunity a special blessing that requires a longer period of preparation you see the blessing you are not prepared to handle you will lose it on the first day of its release so sometimes god spends time to prepare us so that we can be able to manage the blessing that is coming to release unto us anna was going through the process of preparation and why the enemy was mocking her and rejoicing over a failure to give her husband a child anna was never bothered her fate was never bothered though she was getting emotional she was being emotionally disturbed which is a normal phenomenon when we don't get what we want we cannot control but worry we cannot control ourselves but worry we cannot control ourselves but feel the despair the fear the burden of shame that is coming to us as a result of our inability to be fruitful in a particular area of our life not limited to childbearing so year after year verse 3 year after year this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the lord almighty at shiloh where ofnai and phinehas the two sons of eli were priests of the lord now take note of this verse 4 whenever the day came for elkanah to sacrifice he would give portions of the meat to his wife penina and to all his sons and daughters but to hannah he gave a double portion because he loved her and the lord had closed a womb mark that place anna was in barren the lord deliberately closed her womb you are not a barren woman you are not a barren man your business is not barren your marriage is not fruitless there are things that god normally deliberately do to achieve a special purpose read that place again where let's go but hannah verse five verse five but hannah he gave a double portion because he loved her and the lord had closed a womb because the lord had closed hannah's womb a rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. That's verse 6. The Lord closed the womb. You see, somebody that God deliberately closed the door on, it's not because God was trying to punish the person. There is a special door. There is an access that God wants to give to that person that is bigger than any other person's imagination. God needs to prepare the person. God needs to put some content in the person. God needs to get the person ready for that special blessing. Do you know that somebody can have 10 children? 
Now forgive me, all the 10 children will be useless. And somebody will have only one child. And this one child, his fame, his popularity, his blessing will cut across the world. That that one child brings blessing to the entire nation where he's coming from. One reason why God was preserving and preserving the womb of Hannah was because he wanted to raise a prophet in the womb. Are you listening to me this morning? You are going through a phase of dryness, of fruitlessness in your finances, in your marriage, in your business. God is up to something. Tell yourself, God is up to something. Instead of worrying about what you are yet to get, what people are telling you, oh, my sister, your age is no longer on your side. Age is no longer on your side. When are you going to marry? Why are you not opening yourself up? Sometimes people will even be blaming you for what they don't know. So the reason why you are not getting a husband is because of your attitude. The reason why you are not getting a husband is because you are not taking care of yourself. You are not wearing tight dress. You are always wearing this bubulubu dress. You are always dressing like SU. How would people know what you even carry? Why can't you just wear tight dress sometimes? Leave your cleavage for people to see. Go out and party. Do this, do that. Try to assist God. Don't forget the person who tried to assist God. In the Old Testament, during the time of David, God struck him down. They can never understand what God is proposing for you. They can never understand what God is working for you. God is up to something. Are you listening to me this morning? You are experiencing some level of delays in your life. You have been praying for a job for a very long time, but you are not getting the delays in getting a job is weighing you down. Don't let it weigh you down because God is up to something. God is up to something. And He's up to something big. And I have several testimonies to buttress that point of mine. God is up to something. Let's continue reading. In verse 7, This went on year after year. Whenever Anna went up to the house of the Lord, a rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. So her husband Elkanah would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? You don't, Mr. Man, you don't mean more to her than ten sons. If you actually mean more to her than ten sons, you will not marry the second wife because your wife has not been able to give you a child. The fact of the matter is that when you are experiencing delays, people are counting it for you. you know, sometimes you live in, a, in, a, in an era, in a world where people are even counting men that you have dated. People are counting women you have dated. People are counting your miscarriages for you. People are counting your failures for you based on their own interpretation. They are interpreting your situation based on their own knowledge, based on how far they can see. They are not able to see what God is up to in your life. They are not able to see it. I know a woman who was barren for close to eight years of a marriage and the day God answered her prayer, God gave her triplet. 
calculate it. Those triplets, within, even within three years, even within the eight years, she might not be able to have three children. And as the children were growing up, favors everywhere, people were giving them scholarship, people were blessing them, things were happening in the life of the family. Blessings were coming because the children were so talented. Every competition in their school, they are the one winning it. To the, they rose to the state level. That now the parent now begin to depend on the prosperity that is coming to the family through the achievement of their children. There are some delays that are very good. God allows them in your life so that you can meet that special person. Maybe if you are married by now, you. You would have even run out of the marriage. There are many people who rushed into marriage that today now they wish that they did not do it. So God is keeping you for that special person, for that special someone. Don't allow yourself to be disturbed. Don't allow anybody to push you into believing that God is not answering your prayers. Every single prayer we pray, God answers them. God answers them. The reason why you have not gotten the job is because God is preparing a job for you. A job that will allow you to serve Him. A job that will give you peace of mind. A job that will catapult you to the prosperity that you desire. Delays sometimes is very painful. But at the end of the day, when God finally answers your prayers, you will forget about the delay. Have you seen a pregnant woman while in labor? In the hospital, she's screaming, she's shouting, she's in pain. Some will even be cursing their husband. Some will be abusing their husband. Some will bite their husband in the labor room. But as soon as the baby comes out, the pain is gone. And when she sees a bundle of joy, she forgets about the pain she has been through. Some, while they are in labor, they will be screaming, John! You put me in this place. I will never allow you to touch me again. No more babies for you. We will never have a baby again. The doctors will be laughing. As soon as the baby comes out and the baby grows, the baby is even three months, she's four months, the women are even the first to be complaining, oh, my husband is not touching me again. My husband is not touching me again. Because she has forgotten about the pain. That's why somebody can have five children, ten children. Because we only know the pain when the pain is intense. As soon as the relief comes, suddenly we forget about the pain. We forget about the agony. My sister, my brother, you are about to forget about all the shame, all the mockery, all the ridicules, all the bad name, all the embarrassment that friends have given to you as a result of the delays you are going through. Because those who mocked you at your time of delay, they are about to come back to you to beg you for help. In the mighty name of Jesus, God is going to do it for you. As he did it for Anna. Let's continue. In verse 8. No, sorry, verse 9. Once, when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Anna stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In a deep anguish, Anna prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, 
if you will only look on your servant misery and remember me and not forget your servant but give her a son then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life no razor will ever be used to on his head and as he kept on praying to the Lord Eli observed a mouth Anna was praying in her heart and her lips were moving but her voice was not heard Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. And she replied, Say, Not so, my lord. Anna replied, I'm a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went away, ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. He said, When you come to a place of prayer, if you have spoken to the Lord about your need, about your heart desire, you've got to let go of the worries, you've got to let go of the fear. Don't focus too much of your attention on what people are saying. Don't focus too much of your attention on the onlookers. Remember Prophet Elisha, the 50 sons of prophets from all over the place followed him to see what his end will be. And they followed him to the edge of the river Jordan. They saw what happened at the end at the river Jordan when his master used his cloak to make a road in the middle of the river Jordan. They were familiar with what Elijah could do, but they were not familiar with what Elijah could achieve. They were mocking him, and the onlookers were waiting to see what will befall him. Maybe he crossed with his master. We will see how he's going to cross back. If he doesn't know how to swim, now he say he goes. He go to stay for. Jordan end. They were all waiting. They were all they were all looking at what is going to happen to him, how his life is going to end. Because as his master has been taken away from him, how is he going to cross back? There were so there are so many people in our life. They're very close to us. They pretend to care. But they are just onlookers. They are there in our life to look, to see how, how far will we go. They want to mock us. They want to rub it on our face that we are failures. They stayed around us so that they could they could they could prove that they were right. So they could tell us, I told you so. But God is going to surprise them. So when the sons of the prophets saw Elisha use the cloth that, that fell from his master, and he also used it to, to part the, the river Jordan. They were shocked and they had to come back, beckon on him so that they could serve him. And majority of them became his servant. There are so many people that are mocking you that they will become your servant. Anna eventually cried to God, took her agony to God, and she made a vow. You see, there are two things you can do to push God. 
Don't forget that Anna is not a barren woman. Anna was never a barren woman. Anna was a fruitful woman, but God shot a womb. And the reason why God shot a womb is for Anna to be able to give birth to a prophet. Just like the same way God went to Mary, the mother of Jesus, took over a womb and made her conceive a stainless child. Prophet Samuel was a typical example of a stainless child during the Old Testament because God wanted to achieve great things through him. So the womb of Hannah was being reserved for Samuel. Samuel had to come out of that womb first because he's a prophet. And immediately Hannah discovered the purpose of God for her life. And she went to God. See, it is not just about the vow that Anna made. Anna understood that God was working things out. God was up to something. It's not even about the vow. The vow was very important. But there's something God wanted Anna to understand. God wanted Anna to be aware of the fact that he needed a womb for a special purpose. And immediately Anna understood that. Immediately Anna caught the revelation. Her answer came. It is not even about the vow. The vow is very good. The pledge is very good. Because that was what God was expecting Anna to do. Listen to me. Until we discover the will of God for our life. The answer we are looking for may never come. Until you discover the purpose of God. There are many of you that you are praying for husband. You are praying for husband. And the man God wants to give to you is a pastor. God wants to give you a pastor. So that you can, the, the knowledge you have, the tenacity, the endurance you have, you can use that endurance to partner with that man of God to fulfill a given ministry that God has given to the two of you. But you are the type that your mind is not even on marrying a pastor. You are looking for a rich guy. You are looking for some guy who who is going to sweep you off your feet the first day he sees you. Who is going to take you on a date. Who is going to to be taking you on a trip to Dubai. On a trip to so so and so. To the Caribbean. That is what you are thinking about. Until you begin to align your thought to the will of God for your life. Until you come to a place of surrender. Say, Lord, I surrender to you. I surrender to your will. Until you begin to accept. Because you you yourself will know that God has given you some abilities. God has given you some grace. That there are specific people that God wants your life to attract. Until you begin to reposition yourself for those people God wants you to attract you will not be able to get the answer that you need. Until you tell God deliberately, Lord, I want to serve you. As soon as you give me a husband, I will serve you. As soon as you give him my own child, I will dedicate this child for you. That is one thing that God is just waiting from you. A vow. A promise of commitment. Not that after God answers you, finish. That's when you allow work. The miracle will take you away from God. Now, your excuse will not be that, oh, I've been busy. I've been busy. I cannot serve God again. I cannot evangelize, evangelize again the way I used to. 
because now I am very, very busy with work. God needs you to evangelize. And until you meet that person God wants you to meet, every other person you meet will disappoint you. It's a fact. They will disappoint you. They will break your heart. Until you do what God wants you to do, until you align yourself with the purpose of God in your business, the profit you are looking for, you may never get. It's, it, it, it all begins with us. The answer we are praying for, the miracle we are asking for, it begins with us. It begins with us discovering the purpose of God. Anna discovered the purpose of God for her life. Anna realized that God closed her womb because God wanted to do something special. She quickly tapped into that, ran ahead, went to God, and made a pledge. Say, Lord, I want a son. Give me a son. She didn't stop at Lord, give me a son. God, give me a son. No. She then went ahead. She said, Lord, if you give me this son, I will bring him back to you. He will serve you. He will be a priest. He will come and learn under Eli. As at that time, God was already looking for someone who will replace Eli. And the whole vow, the whole pledge made God happy. That was how God opened the womb. Anna didn't stop at Samuel because after she after she had Samuel she brought Samuel back she brought Samuel back to God I want to read the whole chapter 1 and chapter 2 she brought Samuel back to God and in a song we discovered that Anna did not just have only Samuel God permanently opened her womb and she had more children you see sometime let me read for you Chapter 2. Let's quickly read it together. Chapter 2 from verse 1. Then Anna prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly. Or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows. And by him by him, deeds are weighed. She's casting aspersions on Penina. The second wife of her husband. You know how you women are. The bows of the warriors are broken. But those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who were full hire themselves out for food. But those who were hungry are hungry no more. She who was barren has born seven children. But she who has had many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and leaves the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and ask them to inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the word. He will guard the feet of his faithful servant, for the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. 
the Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to the king and the sword the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy ministered before the Lord under the priest. He brought some, she brought Samuel back to the, to the, the prophet to the synagogue and she testified about having seven children. And all it is even recorded somewhere some of the manuscript that the children of Penina, all of them died. All of them died. And Anna had additional additional children. Plus seven, making seven. Anna was never barren. You are not a barren woman. You are not ugly. The reason why delays you are experiencing is coming is because God is up to something. What you need to do is take a little step further to go to the presence of God, submit to Him, surrender to Him, and discover His purpose, discover His will for your life. Maybe your eyes is in the wrong place. There are so many people, they are praying for marriage. They had their standards set, they had their eyes in the wrong places, and they got their heart broken several times. So when we come to that place of submission, and you now realize that oh, maybe God wants me to be a prayer warrior. Maybe God wants me to be an intercessor. So immediately you begin to do that intercessory ministry and God begins to bring people your way. And you start, and that is when you find yourself meeting the right person in that ministry of intercession. And the man comes to you and from there, you guys are married and you are happy. So God brought you people together. Sometimes there are needs for there's need for change of location. When we discover ourselves, we realize that God needs you to change location. Immediately you change location, then you meet the person. There are sometimes that even our businesses were experiencing some delays that all it just needs is for us to surrender, for God to lead us to the right place. May the Lord bless you and cause his face to shine upon and give you peace. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Isaac, the blessing of Israel. It is well with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evans. I'm also on TikTok at at underscore Evans. I'm on YouTube at at Evans Missions. See you in the next episode.